Brian Grimes, CEO of the 24-hour, 24-7 Cashflow University. What's your revolution? It's, uh, I mean, it, it's definitely about working differently and, and working smart. It's about, you know, hustling for your last name, not your first name, uh, for sure. It takes, uh, we, we live in this immediate gratification era where you can just, you know, kind of go on social media and get to whatever you want at the click of a button. And some of this stuff takes time. And you have to remind yourself as you're putting in that daily work, there are delays um, in this time space reality that we live in. Can I have your attention for a moment? What's good, Revolution? Right here, say go. Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show. Show for men and the people who love them. Where we discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. Where people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corporu. What's good, my revolutionaries? I hope all is well. We are we are moving through like all, all of the things. You know, I talk so much about summertime. You know how much I love the summer and I love the beach, but uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm still trying to hold on to my last gasp of summer. Right? It's still 85, 90 degrees. I'm still trying to get to my beach. I'm still trying to do my thing. You know, but fall is coming. And typically when people think about fall, fall is a renewal. As they think about spring, fall is a renewal. It's that, that last part of the year where you've got three months, to really, three or four months to really think about, have I done the work? Have I done what I needed to do to fulfill my revolution this year, right? And I'm one of those people like, look, you still got time. The glass is still, the glass is still opportunistic for you to really actually answer answer this question that we've been asking since the beginning of the year and some sometimes it's a it's a multi-year revolution for you revolutionaries that you know i'm still doing this i'm still building i'm still grinding right so you still got time to do what you need to do and so i'm hoping that you are finding space as we talk about here that you're finding community that you've surrounded yourself with your folks right that you are having the midwives that we talk about on the show so much birth your dreams right birth your revolution so you know that we are here for you so i'm so excited man as we continue our conversations right i've been listening to you all i've been having conversations with you know the 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 listeners of this show as i call you you are my revolutionaries you're the people out there actually doing the work and so i've been asking you what you want what you what do you want to hear what do you want to talk about what do you want to listen to like how do you want to build your revolution and many of you are saying like look like the personal work is good but i also want to make sure that i'm building wealth right that i can go and do the things that i want to do and the theme brother grimes is you know as i begin to introduce you is that my, my revolutionaries want freedom and that is an interesting thing, right? As we get into this conversation in a second, right? I took two months off, Brother Brian, uh, this summer and and didn't do anything, right? I took my, what I called a sabbatical. And, Amazing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What it was, you know, was freedom. You know, I left I, I left the wonderful job with a, a venture capital firm in New Orleans. I love so much Camelback Ventures that I talk about at length on this show, and I didn't do anything. And, you know, I kept looking at the bank account, Brian, and I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're okay. But it was this sense of freedom, right? It was this, this sense of freedom that I don't think that I've had in a long time. And so, revolutionaries, I want to welcome to the show this brother. And you, this is going to be a fascinating show. Brian Grimes, who has who has a number of titles, but right now, you know, his title is CEO of the 24-7 Cash Flow University, right? And so we're going to dive into that. And interestingly, Brian, like I said, I had this freedom. Me and my boy, Dr. Elijah Beatty, used to play this game. I want to say it was called Cash Flow yeah. when we were in grad school. Yeah. And, you know, he loved it, right? He, he loved it. We would play it all the time. And it was really teaching you how to think about creating cash flow for yourself. And now we're going to dive into that. But brother, I always like to ask my guests, you know, brother to brother, how are you? How are you doing in this world? What's going on with you? I'm good. I, I mean, I'm really somebody who who can't complain. I get to wake up every day and, and live my dream kind of lifestyle. I get up, mm. I, you know, meditate. I go to the uh, the park. I do the calisthenics. I take my kids to school. You know, I uh, spend time with the family and I spend time with real estate, which is a passion. So mm. every day to me is another opportunity to put in that work 
and um, keep the main thing the main thing and just stay locked in. So mm. uh, I'm not one that you'll find complaining. I'm just I love what I do and I, I get to do what I love every day. So it, it's a blessing. That's a beautiful thing. Now, I used to be a part of a mastermind uh, in New Orleans. Shout out to the good folks, man. Um, and one of the things that we started out, and I'm, I'm going to ask you the question because you said a little bit about it, but when we talked about freedom, right, we were, would ask ourselves, like, what does the perfect day look like for you, right? And I want my revolutionaries to hear that, for right? If you had to imagine, right, and you're probably living this, right, but what does the perfect day look like for you? You wake up, you know, whatever time it is, and then move me through the day, Brother Grimes. Like, what does that perfect day look like for you? I, for me, the perfect day is, it starts with meditation. It starts with finding that zero point, just finding mm-hmm. balance, um, centering yourself, so that you can handle the day because you know my job as a as a real estate developer and uh and coach is to kind of put out fires all day and deal with problems all day and the only way to do that is to be that that balance point um that's the only way that you can appropriately you know take that type of day on it then starts with um goes from there to a family you know spending time with the kids getting them ready for school uh, whatever has to happen with the family um, ideally I'll have some time to work out, taking care of yourself mm-hmm. physically, yeah. um, making sure that your, your energy is good and that you're pushing yourself physically so that you can push yourself in business and in the other mm-hmm. things in life. I, I'm a believer uh, that how you do anything is how you do everything. So, mm-hmm. um, as I push myself in the workout that allows me to push myself in business. And then I'll, you know, with the rest of my energy, I want to create. I want to deal with real estate, building properties, uh, building up my mentees, um, create more content, you know, listen to the feedback that I'm getting from the marketplace and what people are looking for, what people are struggling with and creating content around that to, um, you know, address their needs. Because I I've lived it already. I kind of know real estate intimately. So I try to break down these complex uh, things and make them simple so that others can get financial freedom for themselves and and their family and build that generational wealth. So that's my ideal flow. Man, it it is beautiful because I love, you know, all all the things. And we talk about what a a revolution, a personal revolution looks like. It begins with, like, like you said, the centering of ourselves and then finding and working in our passions throughout the day. And one thing that we've seen, Brian, is that this great resignation that we've been, you know, that that has (laughs) gone on. Right. Um, and revolutionaries, I promise you, we're going to get I, I know you're like chomping at the page. You're like, wait, real estate, like investing, like keys, like we, we're going to get there. But this this great resignation that we're seeing, right, what the pandemic taught us is that we we want to work in our passions. I don't, I don't want to say people don't want to work hard, Brian. I don't want to say that at all. But what happens when with any revolution is people see like I want something different. You know, and that's the thing. I want something different. I want to work smarter. And, you know, I was talking to this brother, Terrell, that works in the co-working space that I have fortunate here at Gather in Virginia Beach, is that he said, I used to work in food services. I used to, you know, I used to work, you know, I used to be a cook on a line at a restaurant. And he said, I was working from 7, you know, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. You know, he said, I may walk out with $120 or $150 a day, right? I'm standing on my feet. When I get home, I'm tired. I can't do anything, right? He said, but I, you know, I worked on myself. I got a degree. I started working for this mortgage firm. All of a sudden, I was working, right? I was getting to work at nine. I was leaving at five. And I was making three to four times that in a day than I was making seven. He said, I just wanted to work differently because I wanted to have some time in my life for myself that I could work and build. That's what we're seeing, right? Freedom looks like when you have the ability for freedom of time, freedom of place, freedom of opportunity, right? And we're going to talk about that today, revolutions. But I think that, you know, the the pandemic has said to many of us that the revolution is, I want to work differently, you know? Definitely. And so that really gets me kind of into this question. Brian Grimes, CEO of the 24-hour, 24-7 Cashflow University, what's your revolution? It's uh. I mean, it, it's definitely about working differently and, and working smart. It's about, you know, hustling for your last name, not your first name, uh, for mm. sure. It takes a uh, we, we live in this immediate gratification era. 
where you can just, you know, kind of go on social media and get to whatever you want at the click of a button. And some of this stuff takes time and you have to remind yourself as you're putting in that daily work, there are delays um, in this time space reality that we live in. You put out your energy, you might not see a dime back for months. And we have to accept that, but also trust that if you apply your energy to anything, financial rewards will follow that. Because when you go to work, you get up and go to work for a company every day, you're putting in energy. And at the end of the day, you get that check. If you take that same amount of energy and put it into yourself or your own mission or passion, there will be a financial reward that follows it in the same manner. So it's just trusting not um, systems like, uh, you know, working for this job or that job, but trusting the energy behind it and that the energy is actually what's creating the uh, opportunity. Once you get that, um, that once you have that mental shift and that aha moment, you can then start to apply your energy and use, you know, what's right in front of you. You'll never, no matter how old you are or when you're getting started, you'll never be younger than you are today. You'll never, <laughs> and because of that, you'll never really have more energy than you have today. So you want to put in your energy while you have it into you yes. and into your, your last name and into your generational wealth and your legacy uh, while you can, because you could wake up one day and have missed it. And that um, that is something that for me, I would rather fail than um, e even even lose. I, you know, I'm, I became more afraid of of uh, just not doing it, not taking that opportunity and shot and failing. I became more afraid of just staying the same and just being complacent than even going out and failing and having, you know, public ridicule. Uh, to me, staying the same was was mm -hmm. uh, scarier. Uh, so right. that's kind of what pushed me. Brother, there's so, so many themes that come out of that, right? You know, we talk so much about revolting and evolving into the person that you want to be, right? And, and thinking about that, this this revolution or this evolution that has to be clearly the Waltons, the Sears, right? The um, the Carnegies, right? We think about the big names in the world. I was actually listening to a, a TED talk, and he was this brother was actually listing down the the names. And he said, you have to understand something. These are last names of companies, right? These are last names of entrepreneurs that we actually go out and buy products from them every day. You know, Leggett, right? You know, I don't know if you, you, you might be too young for Leggett, but that's where my grandmother went to buy all of my Christmas gifts when I was when I was growing up. Um, uh, I, I'm just trying to think about every name that's out there, right? Those are last names of folks. And what happens if we think about what is a company, right? What does our legacy look like when it's centered around the work that we've done and it's our last name, right? We've built, we built our dreams around that. And, I, and I, I, I love that in saying that, you know, that our last names is what people are going to buy products from us. And our wealth is created because this is, this is our name and we believe so much in it. And like you said, this this fear, right? We've got to let go of the fear. There's so many things that are happening this week, like releasing the fear and 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 not worrying about like what folks are going to say. Because guess what? They're not doing it. If they if they got time to ridicule you, brother Grimes, yeah, they're not working in the same way that you are. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I I definitely I, I definitely appreciate that. So let's let's jump in for this, right? <laughs> um, my revolution is know that I. I can't say that I dabble in real estate. I've been doing real estate for about 15 years now, you know, number of properties, but always trying to figure out what the revo the next revolution in real estate is going to be. Because you said the one thing that everybody, the buzz term that everybody's kind of like talking about, generational wealth, right? And generational wealth, is it, it, it's wonderful. It means that the generations behind you can actually live off the work that you're actually doing now. And they have to uh, the ability to continue that wealth time and time and generation after generation again. But you got to build now. You got to work. You got to work now. Yeah. And real estate is one of the ways we talk about it all the time. Right. If you do it right, you can build wealth. So talk about how you got into this 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 purpose filled mission of helping people create wealth real estate? Well, I think, um, you know, whenever you're having success at something, people want to pick your brain. They want to take you to lunch and grab a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, like it, it just mm -hmm. happens. And for me, it's like, 
you know, we're talking about hundreds of deals. I've done over 300 full gut renovations uh, in the last decade. Um, we're talking, you know, 100, managing 150 contractors, a 20,000 square foot warehouse, programming it out like your own Home Depot, like all of these different uh, disciplines and experiences that I've had. And it's very hard to boil that down to a cup of coffee. So I built yeah. out this program to teach people that entire journey, how to get their first hundred properties, really go from zero to a hundred and do it effectively without getting burned by contractors and going through the school of hard knocks like I had to do because there weren't really mentors. There weren't people that I could go to mm -hmm. that were doing exactly um, you know, what I teach. So I had to just figure it out and lose money um, mm. doing that. But I don't want- I know that story, brother. Yeah. I don't want people <laughs> to lose in that money because the pain, like I, the things I laugh about now, I cried about. You know, the, the mm -hmm. pain of going through it is not something that uh, the average person would endure or needs to uh, deal with. But I really built this program because I looked at everything I do is is uh, going to be for a combination of community impact mm -hmm. and generational wealth. I only want to put my time into things that positive that create jobs for other people who kind of right. look like me, talk like me, come from where I come from. Um, that creates affordable housing for people that look like me, talk like me, grew up where I grew up, <laughs> which is in the inner city, um, C-class neighborhoods, blighted neighborhoods. Um, so whether I'm in Philly or Baltimore or St. Louis, it, these neighborhoods exist all over the country and they're the ones I want to impact. And, you know, I took 10 years of my life and applied it in the real estate and I could only, i say only build 300 um, because I know, you know, REITs that have built thousands of properties, right? Right, right. But So I look at my impact and say, I built 300 properties in my city. Man, like I, I had an impact in the in the hood of my community, right? I created millions of dollars of uh, income coming in for minority contractors. I created affordable housing for young families, but it's still only 300. How can I have that impact of 30,000 properties? And the way that I do it is through through somebody listening to this right now. Somebody yeah. who ha also has the vision, but they grew up in Baltimore, but they grew up in St. Louis, but they grew up in, in Compton and giving them the tools to go out and be even more successful, uh, you know, than I was so that they can go out and get a hundred. Cause if I can build a hundred people to get a hundred, that's, that's, you know, that's 10,000. Right. So right. I want to have, in order to have more impact, I have to impact more people and build more developers who can go out and take their energy and apply it to their communities and become millionaires, but create millions of dollars of income, create more job opportunities, have money bouncing within the community, just create more, uh, you know, wealth generationally for themselves and for the community. So gotcha, brother. that's kind of why I built this thing and, and how I try to impact people. Gotcha. So, you know, now, now I've got like 10,000 questions, <laughs> you know, and, and my revolutionaries are going to be like, they're, they're my head. Like, yes, yes. First question. Right. <laughs> like this, this, this sounds amazing. This sounds amazing. And it, it almost sounds like too good to be true. Like this brother developer, right. Wait a minute. Cause developers right, don't look like typically look like you. Right. Number Definitely. one, right. You, you, you out here giving up the cheese? You out here giving up the info? I, I, and I understand there's a cost. There's a there, there's a cost to this, right? Wait, you look like you, and you giving up information because you're trying to impact community. You want to build like more folks? Yeah, really? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the, the first thing is right. Talk about the mindset it it takes to get where you are because. It's easy to say I'm gonna gut one property or I'm, I'm a, 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 and build one. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get this multifamily, this duplex or this fourplex, and I'm gonna be good. But it's a different mindset, right, Brian, to say that I am going to work in the hundreds of properties that I've got a twenty thousand square foot facility. I'm working with contractors, right? All of the things. Talk about that mindset because it's different. Like you've got to switch something in this, right? Something. To move into a grander, right, uh, the more scalable space, right, and many people don't have that, or they haven't flipped the switch. How do you get there? Well, one, you know, I was lucky enough. I read the the book, um, the fiftieth law, early on in life. Uh, a friend mm -hmm. sent it to me, and it's about being fearless. Um, mm -hmm. But also, Fifty Cent talks about how everywhere he worked, 
he would just study the people. He would study the bosses um, and he would learn. He, he was just looking to learn what he could then take and apply to his own thing. And I took that that mindset and everywhere I worked, I would study the partners. I, I got uh, lucky I was able to work at a startup in um, in Brooklyn for a few years that grew from 20 employees. I was like number 19 or, or so to over 500, 600 people in a very short period, like two to three years. So I got to see what was behind the veil of a company and how to scale it and how to put systems in place. So I applied a lot of those lessons that I learned to real mm-hmm. estate and, and that allowed me to scale. But there's a general fearlessness, like I'm not a superhero. And I try to tell people, I have uh, I know less than one, I knew less than 1% of what I know today when I got started, less than 1%. I might've known a percent of a percent. And it just takes a lot of fearlessness and a little bit of know-how. You, When people look at real estate, they get all the way to the end for whatever reason. There's so many ways to make money in real estate that they look at it and they say, before they even buy a house, people are talking to me, Brian, but how do I evict the tenant? But why do you need to know how to evict the tenant? You haven't even bought a house yet. Right. Let's talk about the steps of buying a house. And if you stay locked in in the moment, that zero point meditation stuff, you just stay locked in on what's happening right now. And I take you through every step. You'll get to the eviction. But because you were locked in, you will know every part of that process. And you'll be able to do it over and over and over again. The only other thing that you would need is to now go backwards and add in those efficiencies uh, after time and scale. So it's really just about staying super locked in in the moment and not realizing you don't need to know. Uh, everything, but having a fearlessness to scale, to push up. And um, I think at some point in me personally, something just kind of snapped where I viewed this game as like, man, three properties at once. That's a lot. And then I did it. And then it was four properties at once. And then I did that. And then something will happen. The kitchen will catch on fire. Something that's like your worst nightmare that you think you can't solve, but then you'll solve it. And once you go through that process of solving things over and over again that you thought you couldn't solve, you start to believe that no matter what happens, I actually can think my way through that problem and solve it. And once you get there to where you you don't know that you don't need to have all the answers, you just need to know where to go to get the answers, how to do the right. research and the process of just getting the answers and solving it. Once you get to that point where you trust that you don't need to know everything then you can truly tap into the fearlessness and scale with your business as far as your business needs you to scale to get to the next checkpoint and the next checkpoint. So it's a fearlessness, but also a, a, a super confidence, almost not in yourself, but just in like the universal support that is going on. When you're building this mission, and I do believe this, when you're building these communities and these inner cities and cr- created so much community impact, the universe supports that. It's supporting mm-hmm. you. So the answers will come. The lenders will show up. The money will come. The contractors will come because it can't not support that mission. It You're creating millionaires. It can't not support that mission. And that's the right. that's the mindset. That's how I got here, because it the, the universe could not support this mission. It can't wow. because it's too powerful. Wow. I'm just right. a facilitator. Brother, you know, and. That's the thing, I you know, as as a as I'm working on building my second venture now, I I feel myself sometimes getting in the way, and um, having to be reminded time and time again, you've done this, right? Like you've done this, you've been. Yes, there have been pitfalls, right? But I can look back at my first venture and and, and look at the accomplishments of the first venture. Right, I, I can look back at that. I can see the the the. Well, I'll call them accolades, but I'll I'll see the the outcomes that we built, and like, oh, okay, we did this, right? And I remember how hard it is. But sometimes, like you said, you you you, you can get in the way, and you have to figure out, okay, like getting over that fear, like things will come. You have to kind of slow down and not panic. Because panic is fear. It's fear. You know, it's fear because that's what it is. I'm going to panic. And what I realized, Brian, is that when you panic, you make horrible decisions. Absolutely. 
you make horrible decisions. And and revolution is, I'm here to tell you, right, that I've panicked before and that I've made horrible decisions, right? So don't, right, right. Brian's yeah. sitting here with all, all the we poise. All but the, rev, yeah. yeah, the revolution for me was like, all right, as he said, get to the zero point, right? Slow down, meditate. Limit the distractions, right? I'm sure, Brother Grimes, you can say as you as you're moving through this, you've had to limit the outside noise so you could not panic, so you could make clear decisions, right? I Absolutely. want you to detail for a second, right, a, a situation if if you can remember where panic may have set in, but you were like, you know what, I, I, I'm going to overcome this. And what did you what did you have to do to make a clear decision? Um, I mean, look, I've been I've been rehabbing houses and the house collapsed, you mm. know, like the house <laughs> collapsed and you're like, you get that phone call, ring, ring, ring. Or you might be sleeping and you get a phone call one in the morning and you you hear the you pick up the phone. You just hear water running shh, like a waterfall. The tenant, there's eight feet of water in the basement. It's coming down. They're sending you videos and you're like. How am I going to solve this? That panic will yeah. set in because you're you're startled. Mm-hmm. How am I going to solve this? What am I going to do? But what I learned, and this is why I love so much your story about just taking this, these two months, which feels like, like you say, I did nothing, but you, you rebalanced, which is doing everything. Yes. Yeah. It's like doing yeah. everything. But, mm-hmm. but the paradox is it can also look like doing nothing, but um, which I, I just think is an amazing story. But um. Here's what I learned. Fear, when you really step back and look at it and you're meditating on it, the things are scarier in your head. You got to think back to being a child, the monster under the bed. Mm. It's in your head. It's horrifying. Why is it horrifying in your head? There's nothing you can do about it. It's not in reality. When things come into reality, if there was a monster there, you could punch it in the face. You could do something about it. When there, when these real estate fears come into reality, okay, the house collapsed. Okay, let's rope off the area. Let's get the dump trucks out there. Let's start to pile this thing away. Let's make a call to the demolition uh, mm-hmm. crew with the city. You can start to take steps to address reality and your worst nightmares. Mm-hmm. In your head, you, there's no steps you can take. You can imagine your worst nightmare, but most people won't also take that same energy to imagine the solution either. Right. There's Ooh. nothing you Ooh. can do about Ooh. it. Right. There's nothing Ooh. you can do to take action steps <laughs> to address mental fear. So it's, right. it becomes useless to you. The only mm-hmm. fear you should have is the fear of complacency. Choose mm-hmm. your fear. I don't try to eliminate fear. I choose it better. I'm afraid of staying at the nine to five. I'm more afraid of staying at the nine to five than I am of filing bankruptcy on a failed business. I'm more Mm. afraid of staying at the nine to five. Choose your fear. Did you hear that revolutionaries? Choose your fear and then go and, and move through it. Move through it. Don't let the fear understand that the fear is in your head mostly. And if you're going to live in your head, Choose that fear wisely. Imagine the worst possible outcome of you staying at the nine to five and then envision the best possible outcome of you chasing your dream and allow that fear of your imagined worst outcome of the nine to five to motivate you to put in your time and to take those steps and to go through whatever else you're fearing about going after your journey. Just let that fear be smaller than the fear of staying the same and the result of that. And you will you will be motivated because you can't get rid of fear, but you can choose it and 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 choose what you, what you're most afraid of. You can definitely choose. So um, that that's kind of my my mental hack is I'm just more afraid of I'm not afraid of failure. I'm not yeah. afraid of bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid of saying the same. I'm afraid of not chasing the dream. I'm afraid of that, you know, and, I, and I'm proud Those- to admit it. Brother, look, look, revolutionaries, like, look, let let me look at you real quick, right? What you just heard in this two-minute drive drive was literally a masterclass. Like, we, like, boom. Like, literally. 
be fearless. Revolutions are about being fearless, right? You choose this path. You choose it. You've, you've asked, like, what's my revolution? All right, you're going. Now you have to be fearless. And what Brother Grimes is saying is that, yes, there will be fear, but choose the best fear, right? And that's the, that's the thing. I, I, th- I think about my favorite book. Um, uh, 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 oh, God. Uh, um, how not to basically, it's, it's called How Not to Give Up. F. Um, yeah, the Mark Manson's book. Subtle art, yeah, yeah. Subtle <laughs> art, not giving up. Man, I can't even believe that. I, I talk about my favorite book, right? But he says we're gonna have problems in life, right? But we want to choose the better problem. We want to create a life where we have better problems, right? You know what I'm saying? I want to have the problem where you know what I'm driving the Tesla. Right, because I've done things. The better problem is, well, how am I going to get the home charger in? Right, the the better the better problems. What I think I heard from Brother Grimes is that you want to choose the better fear, right? Yes. Right. Be more be more afraid of staying at the nine to five job and what it could. Right. Right. I can't create generational. I'm afraid that staying at this nine to five job, I can't create the wealth that I want. But if I go out and build this media company, if I go out and build the 24-7 cash flow university, right, I can have impact, right? And what brother, he said earlier, if you think about it, if you're sitting in your passion, if you're sitting in your purpose, the universe is coming for you. Yeah. Listen to what I just said. The universe is coming for you. It's not coming for you when you're sitting at the nine to five. Maybe if you're in your purpose, right? I'm not, not, I'm not saying that, not right? But, but if you're not, yeah. But if you're not in your purpose... It's not coming for you. But once uh, there's a wonderful quote, Brother Grimes, that says, once you decide to have a good life, right, once you purposely say, I want to have a good life, the universe will conspire to give you that life. Yeah. And that's the thing. And the interesting thing, the last thing I say, because, you know, I get I get excited, man. I, sometimes I feel like a, a preacher here, like I'm the revolutionary preacher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can get on my I can get on the dais. Right, bro. Um the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, and I brought that up. I don't know if you've ever read that book. It talks about that we will create stories in our mind. Like you said, we'll create those fears. But the one thing we have to do is that we will we will comport ourselves based on those stories. And those stories are usually heuristics, right? Here goes Dr. Corpru. But what happens is that heuristics are simple ways to solve problems. And fear is one of those things, a simple way of, of solving a problem. I'm scared, so I should not do this because I've told myself a story that I should be afraid of this. But what happens if when you tell a story and then you go try to validate whether the story is true or false? Like you said, the fear is in our head. Maybe I shouldn't be afraid, Right. Maybe I've got all the tools. Maybe I'm more senior than I think I am because everybody keeps telling me you're more senior than you think you are, right? Why are you doing this? Stop telling yourselves the stories or at least at least go validate the stories that you have in your head because you may often find that, damn, that story was invalid. Yeah. And then what do you do? What do you do? Like, oh, shit. The story was invalid. Now what? You go figure out what the real story is. And that's what we do. That's the revolution right there. When you wind up like, oh, okay, here's the real story. Here's the real work. This is what I should actually be afraid of. This is what the motivation is going to be. I love that. I love that. So look, Brian, let's dig into this a little bit more, right? My revolution is like, okay, I want to know more about this 24 class for university, right? I want to yeah. know, you know, I'm thinking about it. I love real estate. I want to I, I want to take this to the next level. What is this going to do for me? And then what is it, how is it going to allow me to create greater impact? Definitely. So what it does for you is it, it teaches you how to how to get into real estate no matter where you're at. Right. So when I first started off, I was doing house hacks. I was doing FHA loans where you can put down three and a half percent and go out, get a multifamily, live in one unit, rent the others, live for free. And if you're living for free, um, <laughs> yeah, a lot, most of most of the developers I know started off like this. Most of the real estate um, entrepreneurs started off like this. If you're living for free, you're better off than 90, maybe 95 percent of America right there. Um, but eventually you'll run into a brick wall where you have to go a little bit more hardcore. Um, but some of us aren't starting off with this cash. 
And I didn't know this part of the game when I got started. It, it went right over my head. I went to a Robert Kiyosaki conference and I just wasn't ready for the knowledge. And there wasn't somebody to break it down in a way that I needed it broken down for me to be able to digest it. But there are ways to leverage what we call creative financing. This is where mm -hmm. um, you do things like lease purchase options, subject to financing, where people can deed you over the property, but the debt stays in their name. Um, sandwich lease options, rent to own. There's all these different uh, strategies out there where you can actually invest in real estate without a bunch of cash and with no credit at all. Bad credit doesn't matter. You don't need credit. There's no banks. You mm. use seller financing. You turn the seller into right. a bank. You leverage the existing mortgage on the property. And I break that game down for all of the people who are on the sidelines and saying, Brian, I want to get into real estate, but my credit score, my credit score, no problem. I've already solved that. I've already addressed that. I've helped people to uh, acquire properties by just taking over existing mortgage payments. $800 a month, take over a triplex in upstate New York. No problem. You know, so this stuff happens all the time. And then we teach you how to do kind of my passion, which is full gut renovation. Because if you go into any major city in America, most of them were built in 1910, 1915. These properties are 100 years old. So every day, some properties kind of falling down. And it's on an auction and you can buy these properties for 10, 20 cents on the dollar, pennies on the dollar, um, get a hard money loan, full gut renovate them and then do a cash out refinance and put tenants in place and create cash flow and recycle your capital. So every dollar I put into this property, I'll get back on a cash out refinance. I'll build cash flow, maybe five hundred or a thousand dollars a month per property and then re reinvest that same capital into the next deal. And the next deal. And this is what I did uh, with my with my own development company where I took a hundred thousand dollar loan and flipped it into a 50 million dollar portfolio, 300 properties in about five years using this strategy of just recycling the same money over and over again and then scaling that up um, by reducing my my expenses, getting more contractors, getting the warehouse, the trucks and all the things that could speed me up and cut my costs. So this game Ultimately, it will break you out of the nine to five be because you will quickly realize no one will pay you as much money as you can make in real estate ever. Nobody's going to pay you that much. I realize that ever. nobody's going to pay me this. Like nobody's right. going to pay me. I, I could teach mo the average person how to flip two properties a year if they wanted to buy and flip and make over six figures. And you could probably work maybe 30 to 60 days of actual work per year and do that. Most people are never going to get paid that. The average right. income in America is $50,000 or less for that for the average right. you know person. So you're not going to get paid that. So once you learn that, I had my wife like, you can't go back to the nine to five. You'll have people like that. <laughs> Your significant other will tell you, you can't go back. You know, uh -huh. even if you get afraid, uh -huh. you can't go no, back. Because that, Bir that, that Birkin bag is looking real good <laughs> on that arm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you like, can't go back. You can't go back because you're more valuable to the family here. You're more valuable to your children here out doing this real estate. And that's a good, you know, good problem to have. They say the reward for good work is more work. So mm. as you get better, the scale just happens. All these things just happen. And when you're tapped into my course and you're talking to me, um, and texting me and we're doing mastermind calls every week, it's going to happen faster than it happened for me because I can give you every efficiency that I built over a decade to get better at this game. Um, that's what that's my job is to I'm like people are like, Brian, isn't it competition? Why would you want me to do well? I'm the parent that wants you to do better than me. I'm like right, the good parent. Right. I'm not the one that mm -hmm. wants to hold you down because of my ego. I don't care if you go out and get a thousand properties and leapfrog me. You don't think I've leapfrogged people who were doing investing before me who had 30 right. properties when I got to 100. But when I started, they had 20. It happens. So I want you guys to do more than me. It just increases my total community impact, my national impact. It is. It's all about that mission for me anyway. So it's um, it's a reward. It's a gift that keeps giving. And what I love about real estate lastly is. You get paid over and over again for what you did, not for what you're doing when you're doing this buy and right. hold thing. So mm, yeah. you're taking your energy while you're young and you're converting it into cash flow. 
You're putting mm, it in mm. and converting it into generational wealth and cash flow. If you don't want to manage these properties, put it in a trust. It'll be credit approved. Put it in an irrevocable trust. Put property management in place and leave that in a family trust. Let that kick off income to the family, even when you're you're right. out of here. Right? right. That's what this thing is about. So it, it gives this. you freedom. I love this. It gives you freedom. freedom. How to be free. So there, there, there are a couple of things that, that bubble up here, right? I want to get to this conversation about affordable housing because that's that's tied into this conversation. Yeah. But I know I know that talk to me right this because I, eventually I, I want people to figure out how to get to you because they're going to ask about this, right? This is your value prop. And this is everybody's like, oh, here he goes with his entrepreneurship talk. Yeah, here I go. All right. Um, <laughs> here I go. But there's a value proposition that you offer, right? So people are going to say, like, well, there's a tremendous value to this. But why should I, you know, I could go on YouTube, right? I could do all of this myself. Why should I pay? Because this this value prop that you have going on, right? That's a great question. It, it, it's, prob- it, it's probably expensive, right? What we, what we would consider expensive, right? But thinking about what this value prop and the value prop that you offer and then the long-term impact is sell this to my revolutionaries why they should do this, why they should pay whatever. Yeah. I'm thinking $20,000, $30,000 fee, why they should pay that well, to build generational wealth. It's not, it's, it's, not, it's not at that price point. It's not that expensive. But even if it was, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned about these costs. The school of hard knocks is your alternative, right? You can go to YouTube. You can go to Google. I can figure this out on my own. I lived the school of hard knocks. Mm. You know, you've lived the, the school of hard knocks. Lived the conversations lived you've it. had. Lived. And, 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 yes. and are living it, you know, actively yes. in some, in some, yeah. in some yes. instances, right? What they Here's what they don't teach us. Because I, I had to spend time on this. Here's what they don't teach us about the school of hard knocks. You think the school of hard knocks is two or three X the cost of mentorship. The school of hard knocks is 100x the cost of mentorship, I found. Wow. I've lost over half a million dollars in this game. Half a million. And that's conservative. Let's let's think about it. 300 properties. If I lost only $1,500 per property in mistakes, that's half a million. I've lost right. millions of dollars in this game. The school of hard knocks, mentorship could cost you a few thousand dollars, three, four, five thousand dollars to get millions of dollars worth of mistakes. So I say there's two things in this game. There's time and there's money. Um, Well, no, there's knowledge and money, right? So if you have unlimited knowledge of this game, you don't need much money. You can go out. Like, I don't need much money today. But if you, or if you have a ton of money, if you have a million dollars, you don't need the knowledge, right? You could just go burn through a million bucks and figure it out (laughs) from hard knocks. But why do that? The smarter person is, even if they have the money, is just going to go and apply that money to get to the knowledge at the most affordable price. So price is relative. Exactly. And the school of hard knocks is not two or three X the cost of mentorship. It's a hundred X. And I don't want you to necessarily find it out the hard way. I looked for mentorship. YouTube wasn't built out. Instagram didn't exist. Social media wasn't built out like it. This was over a decade ago. There wasn't somebody like me where I would have paid. And I paid. Even if you try to not pay, you're going to pay to that contractor that runs off with 40 grand. Exactly. 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 You're going to pay. You're going to pay. And then you're going to be frustrated. (laughs) And then you're you're going to pay again. And then you're going to pay again. And then you're going to pay again. You're going to pay uh, pay again. Exactly. (laughs) And so the reason why I wanted to say, because I am big, Brother Grimes, I am big on value. Like yeah. I'm, I'm big on value, and, and it's funny. I will pay a thousand dollars for something where I won't pay three dollars for something. Right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a mental thing. Like this three dollar value is not worth it, but you know, like that thousand dollar vacation, right? I, I, it's easy for me to write that check and go, and and my brain is like it's gone, and I'm good because there was value for it. But this something that is three dollars, I'm like, I don't know that that that's overvalued. overvalued. And the brain does that. The the brain does that. And so I'm always interested in how people create value for their products. What entices folks. Right. Like I said, because if, if the value prop is true, what you're offering, 
right? As my good friend Adia Morris says, we're going to have to talk about your fees, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if the value prop is so crystal clear and there's an ability for multitudes of folks to profit from this, let's talk, let, look, let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. people think about value, like I will spin because I know that there's going to be an outcome that I want on the other side. And that's the thing, right? That's the thing. That's why we do this show. That's the, the value prop is people say, I want to transform my life. I want to know what it means to live a revolutionary life. And so I want to hear black men, right? Specifically, black men talk about how they're transforming. I want to hear this brother talk about how he took $100,000, right? And turned it into what? millions of dollars think about yeah. that right 200 x the money right to live this life too and as we started this conversation brother grimes to be free to be free to be free what i don't understand look those two months to understand what freedom looked like i could lay in my bed and not like brian when i talk about there was a feeling of guilt at first like I should be doing something. I should be grinding. Yeah. Right. Reggie. Reggie. Reggie Hubbard came on my show. He was the CEO of Active Peace Hubbard. He he talked about that we grind so much that we grind ourselves into dust. That we we are burned out. When I left Camelback, Fact. my beloved Camelback, I was tired. Fact. I was ground into dust. And I remember days that I would just lay in my bed. The sun was shining. I live at the beach, and I was like, I'm just gonna stay in this bed. And the, the guilt at first, but I was like, this is what freedom looks like. Yeah, I don't have to move. The bills are paid. The money is churning in the market, whatever it's doing right now. There's a level of freedom that goes with this. I want to make sure that I can continue to do this time and time again. Now, if I want to go work in my passion, that's great. Because we said the universe is going to come for me because I'm working my passion. But if I'm not, uh, brother, that's, that's the value prop that you're offering is super yeah. And more folks, right, more folks need to do this. But one of the things, if we think about your revolution, you talk about this, right? And we talked about this on, in our phone call. As much of the work that you do is to provide affordable housing for folks, right? Because there's an affordable housing crisis in our country. Absolutely. And when we, and when we talk about affordable housing, we, we typically, right, unfortunately, we're talking about black and brown folks. Definitely. You know, folks that look like you and me, right, and have been priced out. We have been fortunate, right? We know where the deals are. Some, you know, a lot of the times I bought my houses uh, under market. They weren't even, uh, they weren't even on the MLS because we built relationships like that. I got my last house for a hundred thousand dollars under market because it never even hit the MLS. Things like that. But for folks, when the interest rates go up and the prices have gone, they're priced out of the market. Yeah. Talk about what you're doing right to create opportunities for more folks to be able to live and i live the american dream to have housing in in places that are particularly nice right so they have the ability to thrive what does that look like how are you creating this revolution for folks so you know what i found is there's a a sweet spot um in investing really i read uh i was reading some you know real estate books and i started learning about um, how to think more outside of the box in terms of density, like in order to be a, a better investor than the average investor, you have to see something different, see something mm -hmm. that no one else can see. Because if I can see, look at an asset and see more cash flow coming out of it than you can, I could overbid that deal, according to you, and still make more money than everybody else. So I can overpay and still make more money. That's creating a a competitive advantage for myself that unlocks me pretty much. So I started uh, thinking about uh, what I call dentrification. Like everybody's heard of gentrification, <laughs> but I started thinking about dentrification. I started looking at the inner city and say, what, what is wrong with North Philly? Well, it's blighted. There's all these vacant properties. Vacant properties means people aren't living there. There's a lack of density. When there's a lack of people living there, the local stores don't have money bouncing in those stores. They can't right. create jobs. There's not money bouncing in the community. And if you go into like a like a Jewish community, the money might bounce for 30 days. You go into the black right. community, the money bounces for 30 minutes. Mm. You know, so and there's a value. You got to you got to study money bouncing and the value of, of these things. 
So I started to think if I could impact these communities by adding density back, putting people back into these properties, putting these properties back on the market, back on the city tax payroll, that creates more municipal jobs, which a lot of, you know, black and brown people are working, you know. So adding that density is a is a big part of it. As I started to add density, what I would do is take a a, a three bed, one bath and full gut it into three master suites, three beds, three baths. Each master suite would create like a studio and then there would be a shared kitchen space. This is called co-living. When you create co-living, I can take a a three bed, one bath that we rent for $1,250 and I can create three co-living suites each that'll rent for $750. So that takes a $1,250 rent coming out of this same property that's next door to mine that's producing $2,250 a month. I create an extra thousand dollars of cash flow flow. per month by adding density to this property. But what I really did is what I would call the purest solution to the affordable housing crisis. There's no voucher program. There's no low income tax credit. There's no government subsidy required. I created housing for the millions. And you can do the research. Millions and millions of Americans that are living on their parents' couch and in the basement. Mm. Right. I've created a product where they can rent for seven fifty a studio space with a shared kitchen. And and the younger like millennials, Gen Z, they don't they cook do anyway. Right. Yeah, they don't cook anyway right. either. Like they don't they if I asked the average person Grubhub. Yeah, Grubhub. Yeah. 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 And if, and if I took a poll, even even if we did a poll right now, what would you rather share? Your bathroom or the kitchen? Nobody would say the bathroom. Yeah, no, I don't want nobody in my bathroom. I want nobody in my bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So you create this product where people can have stainless steel appliances, granite countertops, hardwood floors, uh, heat and AC, mini split systems, a very full, you know, very nice full gut renovated product in a major city, Philly's sixth largest city in America, um, at an affordable rent, utilities included, $750 a month, everything's included. Now you can drive Uber and make $2,500 a month and save. Because your rent is fixed and you don't and you have your own space and you can get a start in life because a lot of us, we just can't get that start. So I started to create this product and the demand was insatiable. I I tended it over 100 of these co-living units within about 90 days in the middle of the pandemic when people were didn't even want to leave their house. It's from like March 2020 to to June 2020, like 100 of them. And I started to see, man, the demand is insatiable. This is build it and they will come. So I teach others how to do this as well, uh, how to build these types of properties in major cities and how to cash in and create. You know, if you're doing this, you could for each property be generating a thousand dollars a month in passive income for yourself and your family. You know, this is this is the this is the intersection of doing good and building wealth. Because we're eliminating blight, densifying neighborhoods, creating passive income. We're doing it without vouchers, uh, subsidies, low-income housing tax credits. This is the purest solution to the affordable housing crisis. And it's just a win-win-win. Bruh. And so, so, bruh, bruh. (laughs) Because I keep thinking about literally how white folks have, 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 basically created wealth through Airbnb. Right? De- definitely. That is, that has happened. Yeah. Right. That is. And oftentimes like going in and gentrifying, right. Taking over property, right. That typically were, was family owned or generational that somehow got lost. And all of a sudden turning communities around, right. Turning communities around. What you're doing is is is, and I hate to call it revolutionary, right? Because it, it, we should be keeping our folks. We should be keeping our properties, and we should be keeping our communities, right? We should keeping, we should be keeping and creating wealth in our communities, right? And, and look, don't get me wrong. I grew up in a very multicultural neighborhood, right? I love all my folks, right? I love all of my folks, but I also know, I also know that we have given away billions of dollars in property. Right. By letting property go like family didn't take care of the property, didn't pay the tax, whatever it was, the properties are gone or, or we made bad. Look, I, me and my mother beef all the time because we, we gave away the good property and I, I got I got land in Carolina that is worthless. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
you know what I'm saying? Nah, 50 acres of worthless land where we gave away the good land, right? Nobody, right? And what you're saying is that this is the opportunity for us to not only create wealth for ourselves and our communities, but also keep folks in the community as well as, right, in giving back the wealth to the communities, right? That's the, that's the mission. It's, it's, that's the difference between gentrification and dentrification. Dentrification yeah. is about bringing the same people who were historically from the community back in, putting right. more eyeballs in. When you have more eyeballs, think if I move a single mother and her four kids into a property, and, and even in the hood, what did that do? That's 10 more eyeballs to see things, call the cops, run out the blight. And it happens. I've seen it happen before. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. as you dent add density back to the community, money bounces, the blight runs away because the blight, the the drug dealers, they need they need the vacant properties to hide the drugs. They need mm -hmm. the blight and the vacancy to be able to operate. They can't operate in plain sight. So when you add people back, it runs it runs crime out. It runs blight out. It restores community pride. It creates jobs. It creates it. It, it just this is it does revolution. it does what the community needs. That, that this is why these communities are like that because it's a lack of investment. But it's a lack of investment because people don't know how to um, go into these communities and rebuild them. They just don't right. know how, and that's why yeah. this is my mission. Is that's why I give the knowledge out because. I need more of me. I need to build more developers in order to have that that total impact. You know, that's my that's my job while I'm here, you know, on this earth is to build more developers. I don't care that you make. I want you to make a million. I want you to make 20 million. It's not about that to me. You're going to and you're going to make a million, but you, you're going to do it by rebuilding the community yeah, uh, with the strategy. Right. It's a win. Right. It's the intersection of, of doing good. And 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 um, for yourself and the community, it's that that look, true man, intersection, brother. Look, I almost was like, man, you're like, whew, like I just like I almost was like like quietly, like I get quiet, like can I just send this out to my people? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe we make this a special episode. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Because I'm like, dude, like. I was talking to like a Monique Harp, who's a um, a realtor here in Virginia Beach, man, and good sister, avid listener of the show. And we were just talking about these things like the opportunity to have impact. Right. And she listens to the show because she's like, every time I hear something, every time I hear a guest, it opens my worldview. It opens something else for me. Right. And what you have done over the last hour is open. Look, I'm sitting here like the interviewer, but I'm like, I'm fanning like. We're going to have a conversation later. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to figure out, like, like, yeah, like, how do I get it? Like, bruh, like, because there's an opportunity here, you know, and, and we think about the good work. We think about the good look, the work of, of of people that look like us that, yeah, you can go out and make a million dollars, right? And, and look good and look fancy. And we see the TikTokers and we see the Instagrammers. We see the Facebookers. But are they really, really doing the good work? Exactly. You know, and that's that. that's what the revolution here is that. We want folks to understand that the revolution is just not for us. Like you said, I'm going to create this life for myself and my family, right? And that's my revolution. But my revolution is also for other folks. Yeah, that's one of the big. Th that's one of the big things here is that this revolution is not just for you. It is for other folks to grab a hold of, right? And to go out and say, you know what? I, I can make this my revolution too. Yeah, I can make it mine. Yeah, that's the wonderful it, thing. It is. It's our revolution. I'm just like I said. I'm the facilitator. I'm here to to keep you from losing money. I'm here to get you to the gold faster, right? But I'm a facilitator. I'm not here to block you from leapfrogging me. Yeah. I'm not here to hold you back. I want you to run with this further than me. I was given a gift. You know, I have a unique. I, I was lucky to grow up where I grow up grow to six foot seven, be good at basketball, go, you know, all over the country, land at Columbia University and get exposed to different mentors and have that financial acumen, but also have grown up in the community that I grew up in. It, you know, that was a, a blessing, a unique set of circumstances. But my job now after acquiring this knowledge is definitely to share it 
and to tap people in. It's not to hoard it. And trust me, not only have I had the opportunity to hoard it, I've had, you know, folks try to bury this knowledge yeah, and try yeah. to yeah, pressure that, me. People, we don't talk about this, but people like try to, <laughs> hey, uh, sign this contract. And this says, uh, you know, that you can't talk about this to anybody. I've had it. And I and I fought back because I was thinking about you, you yeah. listening to this. You know, I was thinking yeah. about you and saying, no, I'm not signing nothing because I'm going to get this information out to the people. Um, f- for real, for real, though. Like, I'm, I'm not even just like joking about. No, this. I bet. No, because I bet I'm, I'm just like, stuff. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, real. wait, this is, yeah. No, it's real. They try to bury it. They'll try to put a contract in your face and bury this stuff to keep it out of your hands. Listening to this, and I'm, I'm, Bruh. I'm so serious about uh, that. Like, as a heart attack, I'm serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's old school, yeah. bro. Because I, I am like, I talk about gratitude so much on the show. Like, like I'm grateful to be able to just spend this this time with you, right? And I don't yeah. get, you know, my folks are like, I really get excited, right? But then yeah. sometimes I get like overly excited, like, shit, this is like, like you are killing it, you know, in a in a sense that. This is the opportunity, right? We, we're we're looking, you know. You never know. It's like you're one conversation away. You're one one moment away from a different life, and you just never know when that moment's going to happen, right? Good yeah. or bad. I think the statement is good or bad. You're one decision away from a different life, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, my boy used to say, "You're one Google search away from a different life." To a degree, but you just never yeah. know, right? You you just never know. And I, look, I got to thank the folks at Kitcaster, right, who put us together. You know, yeah. that, that's who that, that's who put us together. Right. You know, and, and I yeah. just happened. Look, the last thing I'll say, revolutionaries, if you want to talk about how you're going to gain right and move and scale in your life, relationships are everything. I just happened to say to the folks at Kiss, I would love to build a relationship with you. If you have some good folks that you think would be great for my show, let's have a conversation. We started this conversation and they just started sending me folks, right? And all of a sudden, Brian Grimes is right in front of me. And he just dropped, he just dropped like literally the blueprint. If if real estate is your if real estate is your game, he just gave you a blueprint. And I want you to go. So tell folks, look, tell folks where they can get more information about 24 7 Cashflow University. Like let them know. Like yeah. where and I'm I'll put it in all the show notes, <laughs> everything. Where can they go? Yeah, well, you know, the, one of the best places is YouTube. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Brian loves cash flow, and that's easy to remember because I love cash flow. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Brian exactly. loves cash flow on YouTube. You can go to uh, Instagram, Brian Grimes underscore 247 CFU for 24 7 Cash Flow University. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Brian Grimes, you know, real estate. You'll find me there. Um, you can go to a direct training I put together, www.workwithgrimes.com forward slash cash flow workwithgrimes.com forward slash cash flow. And anywhere you find me, you can, you know, backlink to uh, these free trainings. I, I have free trainings that I put together for you guys that'll show you how to get into real estate. Like I said, even if you're starting off with little to no cash, no credit, bad credit, I will show you how to get into this game and start building uh, wealth for for your family and, and start having that in commu- uh, community impact that, you know, a lot of us want to have. So you're never too old. You're never too young. People told me I'm too young to get into real estate. Mm-mm. You're not too young. You're not too old. Um, get into this game. Start to have that impact. Change your life and uh, build generational wealth. Um, yeah. You know, get with that mission. Nah, brother, I appreciate it. Look, like I said, you know, sometimes I have to take. I have to take a step back. Like, man, I get to do this. This is what I really get to do. Like, and I love it, and I appreciate it, brother. I'm, I'm grateful for the time. Revolutionaries, make sure you go check out Brian Grimes, right, and the work that he's doing, and look make sure you get to know him right and if you're trying to get in this game like contact him look look you know find him and and get to work right and get over your fear get over your fear that you cannot do this because you can't and you know like like i said at the beginning of the show revolutionaries like we still got time it's september it's mid-september at the recording of this show and you still got time and as Brian says, you're never too old. You're never too young. Right. He's looking at this brother. He looks like he's 12. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but he's killing the game. So I definitely do your revolution. Get it. Get it going. Get it started. Get it moving. Whatever it needs to be, like, be revolutionary. So you know that I love you and you know that we're here for you. And um, yeah, 
enjoy. Enjoy this because I will be hearing it and listening to it time and time again. So I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Peace, everybody. Peace, everybody.